1: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everybody. Steve Politti from NJ Media, and welcome back to the Rutgers Rant. We have plenty to rant about this week. Keith Sargent, James Kratz joining, joining me as always. And, fellas, you know, having 48 hours to think about that game, I think the prevailing feeling comes down to four words for me, and it's just here we go again.
2: Oh, I, well, well, I thought you were going to start start off the rant by, by talking about Adam Korsak, Korsak not winning the Big Ten special team player of the week. <laughs> They went with an Ohio State punter. I thought that was going to be highway robbery. I thought that was – oh, man. We have to talk about other big picture stuff? Go ahead. Yeah,
1: I mean – yeah. Go ahead. I think think he's already achieved legend status in the (laughs) Rutgers fan base. Does he really need a a certificate from the Big Ten to confirm that? I mean, good grief. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, yeah. So other than Adam Corsack (laughs) – what I'm coming back to for this game is that it just felt so much like last year. I mean, just everything about it. And, you know, if that's the offense again, you know, this is, we're staring at a one win, two win team again. I mean, it, it's just hard to fathom that here we are, four years into Chris Ash's tenure, and we're still looking at a passing game that can't crack 50 yards. I mean, do, does either one of you guys have something? That you can tell me that will make me think that this was the aberration, that this game was the outlier, and the offense is going to be much better than
2: well, that. Anything? Let me start. So, I'm reading the Illinois, uh, um, the 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 Iowa coverage from from the, uh, from the uh, um, you know their, their their beat reporters, and right. I think there was a stat that said that Iowa it was the fewest passing yards for, for a team against Iowa since 2010. So just to put that wow. in perspective, and it's happened for records, it's happened eight times uh, below 50. Yeah. You know, in the, in the Chris right. Ash era, I mean, this is just not normal. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just not normal to to, to have a anemic uh, pass offense. You know, this yeah, you know, it just doesn't happen.
1: Cratch, can you give me a reason to hope?
0: No, I think <laughs> UMass is going to prove to be the aberration. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, guys. Like, I'm at this point now. Like, I know that I don't. I know I don't carry as much Rutgers baggage. as The two of you, but now this is my twelfth my 14th game on the beat. They're now one and two and 12. It's you. It's you. It's not. It's not me. Uh, it's me. So. I mean, look. Actually, three and 13, two and 12. So that's a that's five and 25 dating back to the fall of 2017 for me covering football teams. No, so. Yeah. Yeah. I, what we saw on Saturday was a, a situation early in the game where the defense played pretty well. Corsack was tremendous as a punter. Rutgers just has to score one time, and it's it, it's a it's a competitive game. Yep. yep. Even if they had scored right before the half, down seventeen, nothing. You're getting the ball to start the second half. You're thinking, okay, you score double score here, you get to win a touchdown. You know, and they just they can't do anything.
1: It's just amazing. Yeah. I and mean, that's the whole thing. And if, it, if that's going to be, if that's going to be the season, if that's going to be the way this offense, well, then it's over. You know, I mean? like that's it. There's no, you can't beat, you're not going to beat a team that can, you're going to beat Boston College. And then, and that's kind of where we're at now. We're going to, when you think about, you know, and I wrote this as my column and I, no one disagree with I me. Mean, it tells you that all you need to know about where it's at, but that, that this game is sort of the, 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 the fork in the row for Chris Ash. I mean, if he can find a way to beat Boston College and we all, everyone will recalibrate and say, okay, this season there's something that happened this season something good might happen here that will be different from you know the, the previous three uh but if he doesn't you know i mean you're staring into it. You're just uh just a long dark tunnel i mean it's hard you, I, you, I, yeah i mean we,
2: we i i want to just be consistent because we talked about at the beginning of the year where we said that, you know the boston college would be the biggest game i still will say october with maryland indiana minnesota um, you know, Liberty and then uh, Illinois. I think by November 2nd, we'll know where this team stands. I know, you know, everyone wants to live in, in, in the moment and, and it will be a bad sign. No question if they lose to the Boston College. Um, you could probably make a reasonable expectation that this team's not very good, but you know, significant improvement is going to depend on them moving up in the Big Ten standings. To, you know, it's kind of what Rutgers basketball did in year three. They went from 14th to 10th. Um, that's kind of what, uh, Rutgers football needs to do. They, they need to get out of the Big Ten seller. Um, the only way to do that is by beating Maryland, by beating Indiana, uh, by, uh, beating Illinois. That's the only way to, uh, climb out of it. To me, those are, that's going to be the, uh, where the season is defined. Again, I'm not trying to take anything away from Boston College game. It's a big game from recruiting, big game perception wise. It'll tell us where this team is at, but, I, I, I'm not going to say that you know it's the biggest game. It's a crossword. <laughs> really? But If you're if
1: you're if you're wait a minute. If you're Tim Russert, if you're st- sitting there with the whiteboard <laughs> right on you know, election night, writing down the path to success, and you cross out Boston College. It's, it's a non-conference game,
2: chief. Uh, you know, and
1: uh, but it, we're uh, great, okay. But we don't. I mean, it's still a big game. It's, it's a big game Again, what Morgan. if they what if they lose that game? What if they lose <laughs> that
2: game? They lose <laughs> Michigan. They're one and three, and then all of a sudden, beat Maryland. They beat <laughs> Indiana. And I, I'm not saying that. Wow. You know, look, perception yeah. sometimes becomes reality. Answer. I get it, but you know, they they yeah. still significant improvement is going to be defined by climbing out of the Big Ten uh, cellar by by w- winning a couple of those games in October. That's where we're. Significant improvement to me is going to be defined.
0: What if uh, I'll, I'll go the
2: uh, the opposite way? What if they beat Boston College? You know they're standing at two and one, and then all of a sudden they craft the bed in October and they lose to Maryland, they lose to, uh, Indiana. People won't right. gi- uh,
0: give a crap about Boston College,
1: right? Entirely, but at least you get there. I mean, right? I correct. You agree with me on this, or my, or my? Am I, am I no, alone I agree on with college?
0: you I think if you lose, like if if you beat Boston College, right? No matter what happens at Michigan, and I have a feeling that, you know, this Michigan offense is going to sputter, 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 and then they're going to put it all together against the Scarlet Knights (laughs) at the end of September. That's when they'll get well. Uh, no, if you, but if you beat Boston College, that means that no matter what happens at Michigan, as long as it's not 78 to nothing, people are going to be excited. They're going to show up for Maryland. Then you go to Indiana. Then they're going to be excited for homecoming, you know, Liberty. I, I know I predicted Liberty to win. All off season, they've looked really poor on offense. Now it might help that their coach isn't like in a dental chair in a press box at some point. <laughs> but I don't. I'm not so sure that Liberty is confident. That might be a easier game for Rutgers than I thought going into it. But no, I understand what you're saying, Sarge. I just think that if they lose to Boston College, we know they're going to lose to Michigan, and I just do not see how that one in three team with a bad loss at Iowa, with probably a bad loss at Michigan, with a home loss to BC. Uh, kind of in hindsight, not as spectacular and sharp a win over UMass as people were acting like. How is that team then going to turn it on and beat a top 25 team in Maryland, which is what they are, although I didn't have them on my bout? An Indiana team that looks really good with a young quarterback, a Minnesota team that has been kind of shaky to begin the year, but they've got a lot of talent. They've got a great defensive line, and they've got Rutgers, Minneapolis division. All those guys are going to want to make a statement. Of so I just think like if, if you don't if you lose the Boston College, it's not over and you still could write the ship, but it's very difficult to write the ship and it's very close to this snowballing out of control, which is the way it happened last year.
1: Right, right. And you man it's funny, you mentioned now Maryland in the top twenty five. I think I think Ash has a scoreboard problem too. Not forget his own team. You know, if you're if you're a fan and you're sitting there and you're watching the other action, you're, you can't possibly keep it on. You keep to PTN, You can't watch this one, Rutgers Isle. You flip over and you see Maryland scoring 63 points in Syracuse. You watch double overtime Army at the big house. I mean, it, it all of this stuff is just more evidence that just makes it. I mean, the fan base is already impatient with what they're seeing in front of them. I mean, Sarge, looking around the country, you know, it, it's not, this is year four, it's not impossible. To win games when you when you're when you're not the same level of program as the other. That's a bigger point,
2: and uh, I think you wrote it in your column where you know just once from a Rutgers fan perspective, you just you know can you um, can you pull off an upset? I mean that happened. That, that happened in a really not so distant past. I hate comparing uh, it to basketball because basketball, Steve Pfeil has way more opportunities uh, over the course of a season, over the course of you know his tenure to to pull off those top twenty-five upsets. But that happens in basketball. You see what that you know the the perception of the program making uh, improvement does uh, with a, a top 25 win. Uh the fact that you know Illinois, uh, Iowa we we said it all, all all along. You know if you just look at recruiting rankings which you know everyone does, look at the talent level of that program, they have been consistently at, uh toward the middle of the pack or to, toward the bottom of the pack just based on on recruiting, you know th- th- for the last 8 9 years basically. You know, this was not a, an Iowa program. Of course, they were be- better in the trenches. And that's how a lot of football games are won, but they didn't, they didn't uh, scare anyone, you know, with, with, from an athletic standpoint. And Rutgers made them look like the, uh, you know, the, the four horsemen Notre Dame team. Uh, it was, it was ugly. They, you know, I, I, I wrote it the other day. Um, you know, now six Big Ten teams have shut out Rutgers, you know, since, uh, you know, Chris Ash took over S- six
0: teams. So, you know, Iowa joined the, a- amazing. <laughs> But here's the issue, though. Michigan is going to out-athlete Rutgers. Honestly, Maryland's going to oh, do it too, will. especially on offensive Maryland position. Will. We saw those yeah. guys last yep. year, okay? Indiana, not, they're not going to, like, intimidate Rutgers with their recruiting stars or their athletes, but remember last year that defense played that soft coverage and Peyton Ramsey shredded them. Now they've got the kid, Penix, who's even better than Peyton Ramsey. Minnesota, they've got better athletes than Rutgers. P.J. Fleck has recruited extremely well. Okay, Liberty. You know, fine, whatever. Then Illinois. You know, Lovey's been recruiting well. You know, they they had a pretty good win on, not a great win on the road at UConn, but you know, the show that. I think that's last year. They probably roll over and lose at UConn, and then you finish at Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State. It's just, it's like this is why I think BC is so important because if you can beat BC, you you revitalize the, the air around the program. If you don't, then it's. Over, I think Chris Ash has lost most of the fan base. He's going to have lost the entire fan base, save one or two people, if they lose to Boston yeah, College. That's a great talking point. Again, right. I'll close. I mean, it's just,
2: if they beat Boston College and lose to Maryland and Indiana, you know, the, the season's over that, that, at that point. Then you have homecoming uh, against Minnesota. Then you could write the obituary. But, you know, a, a win-loss against Boston College does not uh, change what, what, what lies ahead in October.
1: I think where we agree is that they're going to have to beat three or four teams that they're not looking like they can beat at this point. All right. Um, let's talk quarterback really quick. Yeah, obviously, neither quarterback played well uh, in Iowa, but losing McLean Carter at halftime to a concussion, and we'll talk about how we learned about that in a minute as well, uh, certainly uh, you know, changed, the, it changed the whole arc, I think, of what they were trying to do offensively. Art Sikowski came in to struggle as well. Who's gonna? I mean, what what is your sense? I mean, if, if concussion is something you don't screw around with, but they have the extra week. I mean, Sarge, who's starting this week? I,
2: again, the it, great unknown with head injuries, and and uh, you know teams, and rightly so, are more cautious than ever. So hard to speculate. Um, my you know push up the shot. My my gut tells me McLean Carter, but because you know I, I I think they're more confident in, in him. But I, who knows?
1: Yeah. I mean, do, do, do you see that as well, Cratch? Uh, and is there – I mean, I guess there, I, should, I should have asked it this way. Is there another option? I mean, can they, can they You know, throw Johnny Langan out there? Or is there, is there anything else that they can do? Or is it, is it going to be one of those two guys? Well,
0: I, I would agree with Sarge. I think if Carter's healthy, he's the starter. Um, if he's not healthy, I think it's really interesting. Because, I mean, like, in terms of, you know, we tar- harped on the importance of the BC game. I mean, it would kind of be, you know, the storyline would, the plot would thicken even more if it was Art regaining the starting job for this critical game mm-hmm. for the program. But at that time too, like, and I, and I asked Ash this, and I was surprised that he was like, "Well, that was the plan." I mean, you you put Art in a game where he well, was they, down. You know, Mcnulty points, said that, he, he said that
2: the other day that uh, that there was an injury this week. Mcnulty said that was the plan, so yes. it wasn't like.
0: No, I understand you said it's a plan, but like I thought, I when John said that, I interpreted him to mean if that like if it happened like when the when it was a football game, yes. But when you're down 20 points at Iowa, you, you so you burn one game of Art already. And if, if Art has to start yeah. against BC because Carter's injured, then you burn two of the games. You know, so I, I just I understand starting Art, obviously, if you have to start him. Um, but no, I I agree. Like I do think that. It'll be Carter if he's healthy. If it's not, it'll be Art. But I really am wondering if, if it's a long-term thing, do they sort of reassess where they stand with Art? Are they okay burning the red shirt? Or do they say, hey, if this thing starts to go south a little bit, maybe we need to put Langan in there.
1: Yeah. I've, got you, I've just got a bad feeling it doesn't matter who it is. It just, I just think it's going to be a rough a – we'll, we'll do predictions next week on the podcast, but it's it just got a bad feeling with this one. All right. Let's jump into true or false. You guys know the rules. Please Answer true or false only. We'll come back and discuss your answers later. True or false? A 30 nothing loss to Iowa is even worse than a 58 nothing loss to Ohio true. State. Sarge. Cratch. True. True or false? Rutgers abandoned the running game way too soon against true. Iowa. Sarge.
0: Cratch. Uh, f- false. I see what Sarge is saying, but I'll say false. Okay.
1: okay. True or False. Passing for more than 50 yards in 2019 shouldn't be hard.
0: Uh, cap- uh,
1: capital true. T. True. Are right. you? <laughs> yeah. All right. True or false? The fact that McLean Carter's girlfriend broke the news of his concussion on Instagram, it's no big capital deal.
0: Capital F. False. That's <laughs> a so crutch. No one, I'm not complaining.
1: True <laughs> <laughs> True or false? <laughs> that's a great answer. Don't overreact to the secondary's problem. It's still the strength of this team. True or false? Cratch. You go first. False. False. Yeah. false,
0: false, false. Sorry.
1: True or false? BC attendance under 20,000. Announced attendance? Easily
0: that. Uh, a announce,
1: so, announce so, 50,000 so. oh, 50, awesome. give away you know, a lot of tickets again. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Cratch. I will say false of as well because of I think the the PC fans will be in the building. Okay.
1: True or false? Ditch the whole thing and run the triple options. Cratch, you go first.
0: True. Uh, I would say cratch. false,
2: but you know uh, I don't want Cratch hating me the rest of the year, so let me say yeah, true. Okay.
1: Let me say true. Right? It's gonna be another another three hours of my hearing the Okay. Uh, true or false? Australia Australia's greatest <laughs> export is pumping. I
0: don't, uh, true. Yeah, I'll say true. I'll say true. <laughs> Hopefully, we don't true. have a trade war with Australia.
1: <laughs> and finally, exactly, what will happen then if we limit if we limit the number of people from Australia who can come to the country? Okay, true or false? Iowa is a top three Big Ten destination for fans. True, true, true. All right, good stuff. Well, this is fun. Let's go right to the, the to the to the one that is still uh, it still just blows my mind. So, I, I, all right, so I a lot of fan We go back and forth whether or not it, you know Chris Ash you know, could or should reveal that this was a concussion injury after the game. I, 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 I understand what people are saying. It's hard to do that right after the game. I do think though, if you're in the concussion protocol, you can say, Hey, you know, McLean Carter suffered a concussion. We do not have uh, any more information on it or, or something or, or was tested for concussion, something. Anyway, he was, yeah, he did not say that he was very uh, terse during his four minutes and 17 seconds that he was allowed to speak to the media in Iowa. Uh, so Now, the uh, the news actually broke because Carter McLean's girlfriend took a picture of him lying on the bed with his dog and said, concussion. I I, I mean, sorry, it's just the idea that information gets out like that in the college program. Yeah, it's a a problem. um
2: On, on several levels it's not just a Rutgers thing and you know I'll, I'll give you the Antonio Brown you know NFL example of Antonio Brown you know posting the uh you know the details of John Gruden's conversation on on, on yeah. his you know on on in that video um so you know it's a social media thing players are are you know it's 2019 it's not just a Rutgers thing but it's a problem in general and here's why because you know, this is a, you know, program and Chris Ash is not unlike a lot of, uh, college football coaches who wants to keep injury information in-house. He, you know, and I, I, I happen to disagree, Steve. If he doesn't want to acknowledge that it was a head injury, uh, people have said, well, HIPAA and all the other stuff. i leave that aside. I mean, if he doesn't want to acknowledge that, you know, what, what the specifics are of the injury are, are, I, you know, I can't rip him for it. That's fine. That being said, yeah. It, it, when, when it, when it's the quarterback's girlfriend posting it on, on, on Instagram, it's just a bad look. And this comes on the heels, heels of, yeah. you know, the star you know, a, a potential, you know, a tight end who was going to play. His father goes onto an open Facebook forum, reveals that his son is, is out for the year talking about, uh, Jonathan Lewis. You know, again, I, I preface it by saying it's 2019. It's not just at Rutgers, but it's a bad, it's a bad look. Um, you can't, it just can't happen. It's just, you can't, if you're trying to keep this in, information right. in-house and trying to have a competitive advantage, which, which we know Chris Ash is all about that. He did, he he did that for for week one, you know, playing Coy on the quarterback. You just can't ha- have this. It's just one of those things that you need to do a better job.
0: Yeah, that's it. To it's
2: to a lack, lack of control. control. And, and, and You just yeah, can't have this.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, so Cratch, I mean, Any thoughts? What do you? I mean, what was your first take when you saw that? Obviously, for reporting purposes, it was pretty good for you because you got the story.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, my big thing is that I
2: want to defend Crash because I've seen this perception out there on on uh, you know some of the message boards that Cratch was stalking, um, you know, his girlfriend's uh, Instagram. No. That did not happen. I will say, I will uh, give you uh, you know the the fans just a little glimpse of how the sausage was made. We got that picture neither myself i i i believe i i can speak for cratch neither of us follow any of these players mm-hmm. let alone the players girlfriends on 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 instagram or any social media tra- channel at least i don't i don't even follow players maybe a few on twitter but certainly not on instagram or facebook or any of the other thing those channels cratch was not stalking we got the photo from a source believe it or not inside the program so we're obviously not going to reveal who it was, but oh, you know this was out there. This was out there. Uh-huh. Um, this is news. You know this is relevant news to to you know. So just to defend, because I because I saw on message boards that Crash was stalking, did not happen. Go ahead, Crash.
0: I understand that there's privacy laws and that coaches are trying to be. Um, you know, Aaron, the side of caution is I'll give you a little inside baseball story. When I was back on the Giants beat, uh, when he just had gotten the job, we all, all the beat writers went up one by one and sat with Ben McAdoo. I don't think I'm violating any confidence here, and he said that he got, he always personally was worried discussing injuries because he was afraid of privacy laws and that someday, like somebody, some coach was going to get sued for saying the wrong thing. Now I, I told him that that's not really the same case in the NFL. It's CBA. What I do think is this is where the lack of an injury report in college football and not to get involved with that, this is where it hurts because what if it simply is just a concussion, then I think yeah, if there was just some way for them to say, Hey, he's day to day or he didn't suffer a season, any injury or like, you know, that way, just like, so, like you just let the world know that, Hey, like he didn't break his shoulder, you know, or his arm or something. He didn't, right. you know, Suffer a fraction, you just say he's day to day, and then we move on. And he, he we're all day to day, so right. it's, that's what uh, I yeah, think. Yeah. I just think that, and it doesn't have to be right after the game, but like the day after, people that want point. to know what the starting quarterback is okay, but just yeah. the is saying point, he's day to day.
2: Ohio State, other Big Ten programs, agree, yeah. do acknowledge. Um, Northwestern sends out a, a you know, a, a, an email on Friday, you know, their injury report, they just say, you know the uh, status, you know, it doesn't give the specifics of the injury, but they do same thing with Ohio state. Um, so, you know, every program is different obviously, but Cratch is, you know, you, I, I think you, you nailed that point because, you know, there are ways to to tell the fan base in general. I mean, you know, to, you know, it's not us, it's not a media thing, you know, let the fans know what happened.
1: All right. Going back to the other questions, you know, I, I'm interested, you're both, uh, down on the secondary, I can certainly understand based on that performance. I, I don't know. I thought that was, you know, I talked to, uh, to, to, to one, uh, observer, independent observer who really thought that this was going to be like a top four, top five. Uh, secondary in in the Big Ten this year. What happened? I mean, what is the problem? Crash, you did the film review. You 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 looked at it closely. And you, can you give me any, any, any insight there?
0: Yeah, I just think that, you know, obviously Damon Hayes and, and Avery Young both had rough days. Avery Young kind of yeah. got beat on that double move by Amir Marset-Smith. Hayes got flagged three times. You know, one guy that really has kind of surprised me is, is Malik Dixon hasn't had the impact. I thought he wouldn't. And I wrote this in the film review. You know, you guys saw the the linebacker rotation they had, and it worked. You know, early on at weak side middle, but they got Tyreek Maddox Williams is out there all the time, and I end up wonder maybe they had it right last year before you know he got suspended when they had Malik Dixon at strong side linebacker. Maybe that's where he should be. He just seems lost sometimes back there. And Tim Barrow, I thought put, played pretty well at safety. You got Izzy and you got Paul. Wouldn't surprise me if. I don't know if they'll do it, but I think they probably should consider moving Dixon back to the strong side because I think he might be better in coverage and he might give them a, an element they don't really have there, at least some more depth. But yeah, I, I just, it wasn't great. You know, I mean, didn't really seem like they, I, I have to, I didn't look at that as closely. Um, you know, this wasn't really important in the grand scheme of things, but yeah. I don't know if we saw that Trey Avery out there. It's just, yeah, they just haven't played well, but you know what? They get no push. Up front, I mean, no, you know, they need yeah. to push it, and that's not there. And I, I saw someone say, well, you know, the Iowa offensive line didn't, you know, didn't dominate. You know, yeah. I, they, they did, you know, like maybe they didn't like knock guys 10 yards into the cheap seats, but there was a stalemate every time up there, like at best, there was no right. pressure whatsoever. I didn't really see any stunts working. Um, it's just, I, I think at this point, year four with Chris Ash, his defense is what his defense is. Right. They're not Did gonna. It. They're not gonna generate all this creative stunts and pressures and blitzes. Like it's not gonna happen, and they just don't have the guys right now who can do it themselves. So it is what it is. I, I think yes, the secondary has struggled, but they're not getting much help up front. Right.
1: All right. Before we jump into the next feature, I want to give one one more opportunity, Sarge. You, you wrote about Adam Korzak, Australia's <laughs> single greatest witch doctor with the football. We've been 24 minutes into this thing. We've been awfully negative. Let's talk about the one good thing. I mean the- – the kid is it was pretty amazing I that game could have been a lot worse look if he I mean was not you know the, the, the Iowa punter was. Was, was
2: very good as well um you know we're just talking about average he actually had a better average obviously yeah, yeah, average doesn't play maybe his best punt I mean yeah he, he had seven uh, punts seven of his ten landed inside the 20 uh five landed inside the, the eight yard line uh two uh, you know inside the three I mean but his best punt might have been the one getting Rutgers out of, out of harm's way where it almost got blocked I think that ball went to like the 50 so so, you know, in, in yardage, oh, yeah. net yardage, it might have been like 42 yards or whatever it was, but that was an amazing get-off. Uh, look. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah and uh, the team I don't give him credit, credit all, all, all that often, that, but him
2: calling him the Roy Jones of the F- Rutgers football team, pound for pound, I, he, he nailed it. He's been saying it all summer, all spring. I mean, it, it's he's, he's a weapon. Yep.
1: All right, our next feature. Bringing it back from last year. Road trip. Blue Holt style. Road trip. And so you guys, you can imagine, we're, we're the three of us are Jersey people through and through. So we go to these places and we see a lot of things that are similar and a lot of things that are a little different. So we're on this road trip. Just say a little background. Sarge has agreed. To go on to the Iowa radio show, the pregame show. So we have to leave at the ass crack of dawn for this game, which of course, if you listen to it, you know, I'm not, you know, Sarge is an early guy get there first. I like prefer to get there just a little later. So I'm in, I'm in a mood already in the car and we're driving along and I say to Sarge, all right, let's put the game, let's put the pregame show on the radio. Maybe something good can come of this. We can learn about what's going on. You know, we can get some information. So we put it on a, the biggest AM st- station in the area in Cedar Rapids. And we're listening to it. And this man comes on and he's, he's talking. He's going, I tried to do the best impersonation I can of it. But he said, well, my, so my, my problem is my hydrangeas, I, 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 they're dried up now and the leaves are curling. They're not just falling off. And I'm wondering if it, and it's going on, it's going on. For about a minute and a half and the three of us are in the car just listening to this. Like, is this man talking about plants? What, what's going on here? And it it turned out that we were not listening to the pregame show. We were listening to the Iowa lawn and garden show, which comes on in the mornings before Iowa football. And, And that led to two things guys, right? Two things. The one, the one thing was the faint hope that perhaps Sarge was wrong, Which and I he have, booked I had a lot to offer Lawn and on Garden that, too, Show. on that topic. Let's right? be honest, they did. It would have been wonderful. <laughs> it didn't happen, but sadly, would have been great. And the second thing, we couldn't, because this is for Cratch, as a Mike francesa thing, I was just in my head the idea that what if Mike Francesa was hosting the Iowa Lawn and Garden Show? It would be like, you're hydrangeas! You can't plant the hydrangeas in the fall! It would be just great stuff. Come on, It'd be awesome. Anyway, those are the two. That was what we got on the road trip. We got a big steak. We loved Iowa. What else you got? What else? what you like about go Iowa, go Hawkeyes?
0: Beat the Rutgers. <laughs>
1: beat the Rutgers, right? That was the other thing. <laughs> I nearly drove off the road. Tell that story, Craig.
0: Yeah. So we're driving at it, and I will say this: like. The people and I were very friendly. They didn't really seem to know what to do it with the first Rutgers. They
1: really didn't. <laughs> there
0: was like, well, we
1: it know
0: they're in the conference and it's the first Big Ten game, <laughs> so it's kind of important, but not really. Right. I, go, I go to the bar before I was waiting for you guys. So I go to the bar, the hotel bar, on a Friday night before we got to dinner, and I you know, get a drink. So, what are you, oh, yeah, I'm here from New Jersey. Oh, what are you here for? Oh, oh Rutgers, you know. It's like, Rutgers, huh? I'm like, yeah, they're in the Big Ten, you know? And she's like, I was like a sports writer, a star ledger, you know, NJ.com. She goes, they sent you guys out that far? I'm oh, like, gosh. yeah, we, we go out where the team
1: goes. You know? we're, like a ro- we're like a roving zoo exhibit so, for like people. Scene, it's like, oh, it's like it's the on? scene
0: in Major League, like, oh, Cleveland has a baseball team? Yeah, we've got uniforms and everything. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but, and, you know, like, the the, the coverage, you know, we got the, the Cedar Rapids paper that morning. It was kind of like, hey, Rutgers. Like, yeah,
1: that was it. Yes, a couple, spring te- couple Springsteen jokes, a yeah. couple Sopranos. Sopranos,
0: bing, bang, boom, you yeah. know. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And then we do society meetup so with Sarge and we do a yeah, tour so of we're, facility. We're,
0: we're, yeah, I, I, I was project text and j.com slash text. I was running that. But so we're driving down the interstate to get Sarge's big radio interview. And one of those, you know, like I don't know, like a holiday in, you know, days in on the, on the interstate. It's got one of those big, you know, LED signs. And it flashes like, go Hawkeyes or go Hawks. You can look at my Twitter. I have the right thing there. Like, escaping me right now. Go Hawkeyes, beat the Rutgers, exclamation <laughs> point. It's awesome. And it was just like, yeah, it's just, you That's know. It. Hey.
1: Gotta love Gotta love it. All right, Sergeant, what do you got? What did you, what did you like? We, told, I gonna say, would mention the fact we did the night, we did the tour, the tour of the facilities and it's just, I mean, another. Yeah, that was, back. I mean, you and I toured,
2: toured that Athletics. and it was, wow. it was it, just nice. It, you know, the trophies and just the, the way it was laid out. I highly recommend, I mean, Rutgers are gonna be unveiling its $100 million um, facility for basketball, you know, wrestling and, and gymnastics, uh, this week, as a matter of fact. Um, and I, of course, it's at, You know, Livingston is not near to football stadium, but there are people who park over there. I highly recommend that Rutgers does that type of thing, opens it up to the public. Um, you know. And, and you know, if it's as nice as the one in Iowa, then I'm going to be re- really impressed. Um, just it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, you know, Taj Mahal, but it was just a really nice uh, facility that, let's be honest, a recruit goes in there. We were talking about uh, the kid from Newark who, you know, who, who you know, decommits a week before mm-hmm. signing day. And you can imagine people, a, a couple of people in the Iowa press box are asking, well, why did he do? Uh, why did he decommit? And, you know, the, the simple answer is like he went on this uh, visit, saw that compared it to Rutgers and compared to winning tradition and, you know, he was sold, you know, I mean, it's not, not that, that hard. There, there's a reason why they build these facilities. That facility yeah. was very impressive. And, you know, I got in, you know, it's just better than the hail center at this point.
1: Right. Absolutely. All right. Let's dive into the questions from Project Text. Uh, as you guys know, we go hype it up a lot. We're really enjoying doing it. NGA.com slash text. Uh, Amir, uh, just for a cup, the cost of a cup of coffee, you get to listen to us and yell at us on the text. Uh, all right. So I threw it open to questions. And I mean, I have to say most of them were, were pretty uh, pretty dark, <laughs> guys, uh, related to regime changes. And I can't wait. But we'll get into some of them. The first one's interesting. You know, that I, I think it, it relates to what happened, the fact that Rutgers did go on this trip with a, a charter full of its highest rollers. And the question is, are Rutgers boosters powerful enough, as they are many colleges, to call for a re- regime, regime change? Sarge, I mean, what do you think? So it, traditionally, it it no. More uh, they're powerful than, enough. What's, what's your yes. sense that? They're,
2: they're, you know, they, they do wheel power. However, that being said, yeah. uh, the, the, the way Rutgers is tr- traditionally operated is – Um, the board of governors appoints the president, the president hires the AD, the the AD is charged with hiring and firing coaches. That's the way it's always been. They can put pressure, you know, they can put pressure publicly. They can put pressure with uh, their wallets by not donating, By there's a lot of things that they could do. But that being said, it's not the way they've traditionally operated. Um, it's just, um, you know, that, that, that's the way it's gone, you know, at Rutgers for a long time, um. You're right. I mean, you you're, you are hearing that you know there are people who who aren't thrilled about you know the thirty nothing was was a little alarming. Uh, there there the the general vibe was they a lot of people thought that even if they don't beat Iowa, the days of Rutgers being totally anemic and inept on offense might have been over after the the opener against UMass, and I think it, I, I think it, it impacted a lot of people. I think it was alarming.
0: I think th- I would say for the, the donors, the boosters, the general fan base, I get the feeling after talking to people the past few days, I probably could count on my ha- two hands the number of people who still have hope that this can turn the corner. I think that le- I think this lost Iowa was really kind of like a, oh no, this is not going to be different. And at this point, is it ever going to be different if it's not different at year f- year four? So. Yeah,
1: we're getting uh, so we're getting a lot of questions also about and this is again this is why why you beat Boston College because it change, it flips the narrative because people want to know this is uh, if Ash is fired midway through the season who is named interim coach John McNulty question mark I mean, The fact that we're even talking about that is is I mean it, it speaks to you know, what people are thinking about. I mean, listen, I know, like John. I've Sorry, dealt with him for a long happen?
2: time, you know, longer than anyone on this beat, we all love his press conferences. Yeah. I'll say this, the offense has been not any better, you know, since he took over. Um, there could be a lot of issues for it. Yeah. But if you're just talking, you know, to be fair, the offense was a big problem against Iowa. It was a big problem a year ago. Um, I think, you know, look, right. everyone wants to talk about speculation. If season goes you know, the way where there had to be a change, you know, come. Uh, it's not happening in Maryland. Uh, you know, if there if it was to happen, I would say, again, Illinois, you'd have the bye. That, that, and then you would know what happened in October. You'd have homecoming after that. You know, that would be like the natural. If there was to be something to happen, you know, it's college football, folks. They don't fire coaches midseason. Generally doesn't happen. If it does happen, it would be Pat Hobbs making the change, making the announcement to get ahead of the other schools that are going to be making a change, and letting Chris finish out the season with his team. That would be how how it generally goes. You know, it's not the NFL where you where you make a change midseason mm-hmm. to you know appease whatever and change the locker room, get a new voice. It's just not the way it works. You let the, the head coach finish out uh, with, with, with his team. That would be, generally speaking, the way way it goes.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> uh, do you agree? Do you agree that Cratches? I mean, you know, it just seems so rutgers like to be that prepared to to be able to make a change at that point. But there, I mean, there are some there are some benefits. I mean, getting ahead of the narrative, having those home games. What do you think?
0: I agree with Sarge. I mean, that's how it's done. And I, again, like, I think, like, until they play the BC game and maybe they play a couple of those games in October, it's premature to discuss. But what I am kind of fascinated about is, let's say they lose to BC. I think all three of us are in agreement. They're going to lose to BC. Then they're going to lose to Michigan. They're going to be one and three. I tend to think they're going to lose to Maryland just because I think Maryland's going to be able to out athlete them on offense. And I don't know if Rutgers, I don't think Rutgers can score. 38. I don't think Rutgers could go win 45, 42 like they'd have in the past against Maryland. So now you're one and four. You still got to play Ohio State. You still got to play Penn State. You still got to play Michigan State. You still got some tough, you know, Indiana, Illinois. Illinois, I mean, it's a Big Ten road game. Minnesota. It's like you got four home games left in your final six games. You have four home games, I think, after October 15th, you know, midpoint of October. What are those crowds going to look like? and I understand it from I don't want from a financial standpoint because they know that they the season ticket base is plummeted they, they no that no one's coming like, out already if you, it,
2: it, you know, to, like, for John Mcnulty no one's coming out for Andy boo no one's coming out for Noah joseph whoever they make the change at that point no one you're you're talking about a one in four one in five program at that no, point no, no one is not changing anything they are resigned to you know, no, to no, to no, to the fact no, that the no. attendance has plummeted and it is what it is and the only thing that's gonna change it is winning. And no they're, not, they're, you're not com- no one's coming out all of a sudden and throws
0: John McNull beat the
1: Right, he means they're going to come out and yell. That's come what I'm saying. Like, I'm, not, because, I'm not talking about
0: their bring. I'm not talking about like the change bringing people, like bring people into the stadium. I'm talking about the people that do show up are going to yeah. be booing that, and screaming. What, and you know, look, Whether whether yeah. it's realistic or not, the specter yeah. of Greg Schiano hangs over this entire okay. thing because he's out there exactly. and he's not doing anything. So I'm saying, do they want to have just nobody in the crowd but you're this there to because I, I like because I in college when when a coach is unpopular when that when coach gets removed from the situation, most people just default to supporting the kids and supporting their university. Right. But That's if you if, if they, you don't make a change, are you going to have your 10,000 people in the stands, and all 10,000 are going to have nasty signs and screaming things and bring back Greg Chance. I don't know. Maybe Rutgers doesn't want to have that for homecoming or when they celebrate the 150th anniversary. That's, right, I think, well, the fact is. Factor. There's nothing football-related that, that would ne- yeah. necessitate a change because the football is what it is. But All right. that stuff, I wonder if that becomes a factor at some point.
1: That's a great point. I hadn't thought about the anniversary, but that's a, that's, that's a, good, that's a great point. All right, here's, here's an actual football question. And then with something I think, I think you guys are writing about this week, so it's timely. With players such as Blackshear, Pacheco, Melton, and Carter, how do you rate the offensive talent compared to even the flood error? Why are there so many shutouts and lack of yards? And it's—I mean—it's interesting because you know you, you think back to it. This, this program has produced a ton of off, good offensive players. Is it that much of a big drop off? Is, is that the I mean, obviously they've had also had three different coordinators in four years under Ash? Is that well, 2014 when Conflict for 2012 when, when he first took out.
2: over, he inherited a lot of Greg, Greg Shiano players. So um, <laughs> you know. The, the, the question is, you know, later in the Kyle Flood era, is it, is it, is the talent gap, uh, different? I'll say this, you know, Leontay Carew was an NFL player, didn't have a great NFL career, obviously, but, you know, he was drafted in the third round there, you know, at one point, people thought he was a, like a legit NFL prospect. You know, uh, Chris has had that type of offensive player. Um, is, is it, it, I think, you know, no. I go back to what Chris uh, said at you know in, in in the summer that this was his most talented team and, and the deepest team. So I guess yeah again to to not overreact over over one really really miserable offensive showing. Um, I'll say I guess the proof would, will be in the pudding you know uh, you know down the line. But right now it looks like you know I I, I went into this season thinking that Chris Ash's team had more talent than late in the Kyle Flood era. Right now I
0: I don't think so. Cratch? I, yeah, I think that... they No, I'm sure those flood teams had more offensive talent. And you, and the thing, too, is I think that it's a style of offense they play. Like, a, a team that had a functional offense would have found a way to score 7, 10, 14 points against Iowa in garbage time. You know, It's not that hard to do, you know? I mean... I, I just
1: watched the Giants do it exactly, against the Cowboys. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, like, you
0: know, that's what I keep on coming back to, is that the shut the shut. That's what's so jarring about the shutout, especially in college football, when, you know, like, you're you're running out like fourth string kids, you know. Like yeah. you're running on out on the road, on.
1: especially. Yeah, Iowa played every every kid in every kid in the Des Moines area was on that field. Yeah, exactly,
0: <laughs> you know. Like like think about all the games they played against Ohio State. Like you know, especially like games in the big house where like Urban Myers like okay like you know my my fourth year senior walk on off like defensive lineman like this is the one chance the kid's gonna get to play it for Ohio State on a Saturday. Like get in there, son. And they and haven't been able to get points. That's what's, yeah. like, scary. I think it's a combination yeah. of the talent, because, you know, they're lacking in areas. I think it's a combination of the, the constant scheme changes. And honestly, too, like, they're so paralyzingly conservative in everything. Like, yeah. when are they going to let Corsack roll to his right and fit, tuck it and run? When are they going to, like, you know, just try a trick play? And McNulty's done some of that. Like, he's tried trick plays just to score points. You know, I think back to the Jonah Jackson, like, the – the pass, the, the screen pass on the, near the goal line against Illinois last year. It's just – they just don't I, – I think, honestly, the biggest issue is they can't throw the ball. Yeah. Because a lot yeah, of these games, if you can, an if you can pitch and catch two, three no, conditions against the third-string cornerback touchdown, you know, no, shutout's over.
1: It's talent, talented quarterback. It's talented quarterback. The 2015 Rutgers two football team Kyle Flesh last it. season That's had four
2: or maybe five wow. guys, um, you know, who had a cup of coffee at some point in the NFL. We're talking Leonte Carew. We're talking, uh, well, uh, Sebastian Joseph's a starter, you know, on, on the Rams right now. Um, we're talking, uh, Bless Austin, who, who, who was, uh, drafted and he's on a practice squad. Um, and, um, Quentin Gauz you know, had a cup of coffee in the NFL, Isaiah Wharton. So, you know, defensively, I, th- I think, you know, they, they probably had more talent. Offensively, I think it's kind of similar, same type of, uh, offensive linemen. Um, you know, Paul James was a running back. Chris Laviano was a quarterback. Um, it's, 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 a, it's a good question. I, I, I think the 2015 team is probably more talented.
1: Yeah. All right, guys, let's, uh, let's wrap it up there. We will see our prediction for next week when we hopefully have more information. <laughs> I'm going to have to log on Instagram to make sure I've got all my <laughs> correct. teams. Like, where well, 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 you I might have to see because about the you know, news, news
2: there really isn't a whole lot of access this week. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. have one day of, of access. Oh, we don't get to watch
0: practice. Yeah. We, you know, we don't yeah, get to enough. talk to John McNulty or, or so, yeah. um, <laughs> Don't get stuck to players, you know. You know who did this at
1: the end too? Kyle Flood did this at the end. I'll it, just, it, I'll just make, make that one thing. They have
0: a big game against Penn State, right, Cratch?
2: Uh, but you know, Pat Narduzzi's not, uh, you know, allowing access to players. So sometimes coaches they just try to batten down the hatches, you know. But you know, Rutgers is in a different situation. I think they're batting down the hatches because they just want to. Avoid distractions and you know that sort of thing, I guess. But um, you know, any fans who, who, who you know who, who want to read a nice little feature or follow up on Adam Corsak, you're going to be out of luck.
0: Breaking news to to to, uh, to Coach Narduzzi, who you know, hey, might be dealing with him someday. Ah. Uh, it's not going to work. Wow,
1: that's, that's, a, that's a good, that's a good little nugget to drop in the forty-third minute of the podcast. All right,
0: it's not going to work. Oh, Pat. No. You're going to lose the Penn State.
1: <laughs> signing off from the Rutgers rant. A really good episode, guys. I enjoyed it. Yep. Thanks for listening, everybody. Steve Puliti, James Kratz, Keith Sargent Signing off. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.